Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. As night turns to early dawn on the first day of the week, the faithful women mentioned in our gospel go with spices they had prepared to anoint the body of Jesus. But when they arrive, the tomb is disturbed. The stone that once sealed in their Lord is now rolled away. And when they enter, they do not find the body of the Lord Jesus, but an empty tomb. And while perplexed about what they are witnessing, there comes at once two men in dazzling apparel who say, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Of all the words that give rise to the heart and pierce the darkness of the soul to give way to new light, these words ring out loudly. The Jesus who was dead is now living. Jesus who was here in the tomb is now risen. When our Lord Jesus first came to us, the angel Gabriel spoke to the Virgin Mary saying, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And with many other words, they spoke to her about the child she would carry in her womb and who today has left the tomb. And so it is that in between the conception message given by the angel all the way to today's message of the men announcing the resurrection of Jesus, the pages of salvation's book are firmly held together. In each letter, word, and sentence, God has breathed life into his story of redemption. He has lived among us, died for us, and is now risen forever. No moment in the world will ever be quite like this one. And yet, this resurrection gospel is ours. Ours to fill each of our days. So all our moments, each letter, each word, each sentence that is breathed out of us, is to be a remembrance of Jesus. In this way, our whole life is an open book to the world. But the story isn't ours. It is of the Lord Jesus who was crucified and on the third day rose. This remembrance we keep is the same gospel message given to the women that day by the two men who met them at the tomb. Remember, they say, remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be, lived, must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And with this reminder, the women remembered Jesus' words. They didn't find the body of Jesus, but what they did find is the miracle of the resurrection. They found and remembered the words of eternal life come true, and they believed. But when they told the apostles what they believed, the apostles at first did not believe. And in fact, to them, it seemed as if the women's words were an idle tale with no traction, nothing of merit to it. And yet, unsettled by the resolve and bringing into the remembrance 
that the women have heard from the two men who gave them the resurrection promise, Peter rises up himself and runs to the tomb. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. And he went home, marveling, marveling at what had happened. Later on, St. Paul will do well to capture with his own words to the Romans what marvelous thing had happened. He puts it this way, For the death Jesus died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. What the women and the, the apostles didn't find is the foundation of what is found in Christ Jesus. That from his resurrection, we have reconciliation with God. We are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So we, with all the saints of old and with all the heavenly host and with all the Christian church here and scattered all throughout the world, we all raise our alleluias to the Savior of the nations, to the eternal Son of the Father, our Lord, who is risen and is able to take us, even us who are dead in our sins and trespasses, and he is able to take us and make us alive with him now and forever. Alleluias to our King. Alleluias to our risen Lord Jesus. It is an Easter forever. When we, like Peter, return, from our, return to our homes today, let us continue in the marveling of an event such as this. Let us not cease to marvel in the Easter happenings. Instead, let us join the women at the empty tomb who recall and remember that it was Jesus who was delivered over crucified for our sins and is now risen from the dead and puts an exclamation point on us wedded to him in that resurrection promise. Bring that remembrance into all that you are since everything that you are is all that Jesus has done for you. He has brought grace to you and to me that we should live from it. We could not afford salvation. Our lives cannot bear what Jesus bore. Our death cannot pay for, let alone the debt we have, let alone the sins of the world and of all time. Instead, we have been justified by grace, declared righteous on account of the risen Lord Jesus Christ, though we did not deserve his rescue. As empty as the tomb was that Easter Sunday, so are all the charges against us. Jesus was crucified, and Jesus has crucified all our sins and overcome the death that we deserve. Jesus is the fulfillment of our Old Testament reading, the Old Testament prophecy read from the book of Isaiah. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. From the empty tomb, the women remembered, and Peter among the apostles marveled at the sight. From what they did not see, they believed by faith. Today, we remember 
and marvel still. And from what we do not see, we believe by faith to be true, where Christ has called his church to remember. In Christ's church, the empty tomb is the remembrance of his presence. As contrarian as that may sound, when we do not see him in the tomb, it is the sign that Jesus is risen from the dead. And later witnesses will with their eyes confirm the living Christ beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so the empty tomb is the remembrance of the bodily resurrected Lord Jesus, who shares his presence with us still. And not only with us, but with all believers, from those of old whose faith in the, in the coming Messiah was accounted to them as righteousness, all the way to the loved and the lost and found in Christ Jesus, who die with his name in their last breath. So again, all our moments, from the beginning of our life until its end, each letter, each word, each sentence that is breathed out of us is to be a remembrance of Jesus and his love for you. In this way, our whole life is truly an open book to the world. But the story isn't ours. It is of the Lord Jesus who was crucified and on the third day rose for us, that we would be his bride and his church forever. So today, when Jesus from his holy supper says to his church, do this in remembrance of me, let us remember his presence by faith and trust what he has promised, that the empty tomb might continue to inform what we do not see in the bread and wine, but who is truly present in his body and blood that are given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. May our Alleluia's this Easter Sunday remind us of Christ's eternal presence in his church, at his holy meal, and with his coming again. Alleluia! The empty tomb of the risen Lord Jesus reminds us that in his death he has defeated death, and as Christ lives, we, his church, shall live forever with him. Alleluia! The empty tomb of the risen Jesus reminds us that although we are empty sinners, having nothing in our hands to bring before him, he instead places within us by his own hand and feeds our body and soul with his own body in order to make us his own by grace through the forgiveness of sins. Alleluia! The empty tomb of the risen Jesus reminds us that Christ the Lamb of God took away the sins of the world, all your sins, all my sins. He was delivered and died for our sins, but now he is risen, and we are risen with him. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia.